I would like to see some gameplay. I'm on board. Yeah, it's like, I would like to see some actual gameplay. At first... Because, you know, we all know the internet has a memory of a goldfish, so... It's like... Something like that. <laughs> exactly. like, oh exactly. shit, here it comes. And it's hey. Are we recording, Craig? Just gotta give Are him the old we? the old taser. Wake up, Craig. I swear no one knows our struggle with you, Craig. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's been a little while again. Also my fault, but it is episode 78 of the Retro Rents, and I am Al. I'm Nick. Oh, man. What is new? Oh, man. It feels like a lot of times passed, but at the same time, like, not much is new. <laughs> yeah. It seems to be the, the story of things these days. I mean, it may not be new, but there's a lot, a lot of new on my end. Um you know, uh, uh, we talked about, uh, I was in the process, but I, I actually, uh, since the last episode, at least for sure, uh, I worked my last day at GitHub. Um, just had some frictions there that uh, was over the past few months just making it not fun uh, mm. like it used to be. And just, um, I'll just try to be professional and just say it was very hard to come to work every day. Sure. And it was the dream job, which kind of makes that, you know, all the more depressing. But um, it actually turned out my first manager uh, from GitHub reached out to me uh, at the company he's at now, which is which is called uh, HubSpot. They make a really awesome CRM system. Um, and he's like, I could really use my force multiplying TPM. <laughs> of course. Ring a ding, 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 ding. Uh, but uh, no, um. So, yeah, so I went to the interview process, uh, nailed it, uh, so much so that uh, I, I, I hear there are other organizations that want to steal me away inside the company. It's like, <laughs> nope, I'm sticking nice. here. Uh, but, yeah, I've been, uh, I started this week. I had a nice two weeks off with my family, uh, just spent time with, with the girls. Uh, you know, I am and the girls. We went to the lake. We went to uh, a nice little cabin getaway up here. Nice. Which, uh, I don't know if you saw uh, the pictures of one part of this trip, Nick, but I was pretty much thinking of you the whole time, and no, it wasn't at <laughs> night in the bedroom. Oh, my. Uh, oh, my. No, um, so we went up to a place called Lake Ariel, Pennsylvania, and it's about an hour from where I live. Okay. Uh, kind of going north. Nice little, uh, the, the cabin we stayed at was actually owned by friends of ours up the road. Um, and it's their Airbnb, so we stayed. Uh, it's a really nice house, really cool layout. It was perfect size for me and the girls. But, you know, one of the first things I do whenever we're going someplace new, I look for restaurants. Mm -hmm. And I've been on a bit of a depression because I have not had good German food since the Edelweiss closed. Oh, man. That's, that's been closed for years now, hasn't it? Years. A place you and I knew very, very well. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It was, uh, 
you know, one of those uh, Black Forest Inn-style German places. Like, they literally could have plucked it out of the middle of Germany and dropped it here. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the owners were, you know, uh, born and bred in Germany, started their restaurant over here kind of thing, and um, it was running the family for years. And just unfortunately, um, I guess one of the last people in the family that wanted to run it died, and, and it closed. But I think Nick will attest it was some of the best German food um, oh, yeah. ever. Hands down. Please. So, back to the Edelweiss. Wonderful food. Old favorite of ours. And um, so I found this German place up in Lake Ariel called the Nuremberger Bierhaus. Spelled B-I-E-R-H-A-U-S. So I knew it was authentic. <laughs> <laughs> but actually... Um, it was. Uh, they had a really cool outdoor beer garden sitting area. Nice. The inside, which looked very familiar to the Edelweiss, so a little bit more um, open, uh, whereas Edelweiss, I think, was a little more cozy, but that was fine. Like, this really worked. But the food, they had everything, dude. The only thing, the only thing they didn't have was a Monte Cristo. <laughs> that could be forgiven. But they had everything else. They had the Jaeger schnitzel, veal, uh, Wiener schnitzel. Uh, Amber had a veal goulash that was to fucking die for. Um, I tried their house-made bratwurst for an appetizer. It was amazing and just goes to show you how much Johnsonville has left to learn. Uh, Johnsonville brats. And uh, <laughs> uh, what did I have for dinner? Oh, and for dinner... I know you were, I think, pretty fortunate enough to come over around the holidays at least once and have my mom's uh, German Rouladen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I ordered that there, and it's the first one I've ever had that's as good as her oh. rolled-up thin slices of beef with bacon wrapped around a pickle and mustard. I, oh, and it had the potato dumpling. I could have fucking, like, died. I was just like, I want this for my last meal. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, you know, I had to get a nice Dunkelweiss beer, uh, which came in one of the long, tall, thin ones. And I'm like, nah, wait, I can't leave here without doing it right. So I got a nice Hofbrau original that came in the giant skull-caving mug and uh, just enjoyed the hell out of it. I highly recommend it if you're ever up in that area. Um, it's a, It's not a huge place, but it's real cozy. Mm-hmm. And it's in a really small town. Like, Lake Ariel is not a big town at all. And it's just one of those, like, oh, shit. I just wish this was closer. I'd be here every day. <laughs> but the menu was great. It was probably, you know, one of those two or three page menus. And uh, it was just all authentic, homemade German food. It was out of this world. Like, even the the girls had hot pretzels. And they were homemade, Ooh. you know, fresh out of the fryer. Mm. But, uh... But yeah, so there's that. And then I started my new job uh, this week. Been doing a lot of onboarding, um, which, you know, this is part of the gig. Yeah, typical thing. You know, but uh, it's really teaching me a lot about the product. It's a super cool product. Like, I'm actually really charged about, like, we get a, a version for free. You know, we get the product if we work there. It's, like, one of the perks. And it's super cool. It's one of those, like, huh, I could use this for the podcast. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm enjoying the onboarding. My manager's already 
uh, kind of concocting some schemes where my sunshiny influence can come in and really make an impact. He's really cool about, you know, helping me build, you know, my influence there like he did at GitHub. And uh, I'm really looking forward to pretty much next week when we really start kicking start the tires digging in. and nice. get, digging in into the work and stuff. I mean, the onboarding is, is really awesome. And it's really, like, it's a lot, but it's one of those, it's really structured, it's really targeted, and it's super useful. Whereas, you know, I'd say in my previous employer, it was kind of, you're almost thrown to the wolves. Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's just kind of a surf the repos figured out. So it was, it was, it's been a really good experience so far. A very similar atmosphere, very similar culture, you know, very empathetic, awesome people that just want to help and, you know, set everybody up for success. So I, I'm already very happy. Can't wait to see, you know, what happens there. But so, yeah, I had a busy couple of weeks. It sounds like yours, you know, life wise, we're kind of quiet. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty chill. Cool. So, so what have what have you been doing on the video games front? On the video games front, um, I don't know where we left off last time, but Tribes of Midgard finally came out. Uh, oh yeah, no, we talked about it last time. You were okay. scanning this game. Yes, and uh, <laughs> like like it, it like still still awesome. I'm loving the hell out of it. Um, you know, just you know now now I've got like the patterns down and whatnot. It's actually a whole lot of fun. I mean, cool. not that it wasn't fun, but it, you know, it's like, oh, now I now now I you know try to play in certain ways, and uh, yeah, I really I really dig it. I really dig it. It's like it's good little fun. Um, also played the Back for Blood beta. Uh, what did you think? I didn't get a chance. Uh, so I, I think it, it, it's weird because like initially it's like, oh yeah, this is a ton of fun. It like brought back all back like, all the you know Left for Dead you know fun because I mean it is the same company. Um, mm-hmm. so very, very, they very much capitalized on that same formula. Um, but I, as I played it more than, uh, yeah, I realized that like, and, and maybe because like they're in beta maybe the, you know, it can, it would probably be something I can easily balance out, but basically playing on easy, uh, I mean, granted they only had like basically, I think two chapters, uh, for the beta understandable. Um, yeah. you played through it and on easy and then you, you, it was, it was almost too easy. It was just like, okay, like, you know, it's very hard to like mess things up on easy mode. So right. it's like, okay, let's crank it up to medium. And as soon as you hit medium, it's like hitting a cliff wall. Like basically you go from just like, you know, normal shambling zombies to like these, there's these special zombies, you know, much like, you know, in left for dead, there was like the burster and the witches yeah, and things yeah. like that. But yeah. Well, all these sudden these specials like come out of nowhere, there's birds and, and these other things that will trip off, uh, you know, a, a zombie horde, which are, you know, obviously much more difficult. And sure. like, the difficulty level is like hitting a cliff wall. It's not like an easy step up to like, oh, okay, mediums, like it's going to get a little harder. No, it was so like a lot harder. Yeah. So uh, like, hopefully, hopefully they'll, they'll iron that out. Cause I didn't even want to attempt to hard. I did watch some people play hard and that's even more insane. Like people like basically like easy, you can kind of run and gun and just have some fun medium. Right. You almost had to crawl, and then like yeah, on I watched people play hard, and like you were fighting for inches just Ooh, to move I, forward. I mean, nah. it, yeah, it's just like it, like like I I you know I appreciate a difficult game, but I'd like the, the, they need to like you know a little little more gradual slope. I think other than that, it was actually a whole lot of fun. Uh, give you a whole wide range of weaponry. Uh, they have kind of a new card system. So um, unlike uh, Left 4 Dead, which had like kind of uh, storytelling points and you could kind of see them coming. Right. Uh, they kind of set up things in uh, Back for Blood 
similar but different. So like th there's specific choke points, like you have to you know unblock a uh, uh, a uh, like a roadblock or something, like use a tow truck or make something loud, you know, to to go past in yeah. you know certain intervals, but everything in between is all up to you. So you can avoid most of like these horde rushes if you play very, very carefully. Okay. And then you have all these uh, like uh, benefit cards that you can gather over time and buy them and whatnot. They give you like special mm -hmm. powers. So like, you know, more stamina, you reload faster, uh, you melee with a knife instead of like your fists. Uh, and so when you play, <laughs> you basically have this deck of cards you can draw from or rather you, or rather you set up. So it, it draws it in order. So you can even set up the order in which you receive the cards. And huh. so so the longer you play, the more cards you'll, you'll unlock in your playthrough. And so it actually has a whole new dynamic. So you can, you know, there, I wouldn't say there's necessarily classes per se, but certainly with the cards, you can set up like, okay, I'm going to be the medic this round. So I'm going to take all these medic-based cards of like, you know, Ooh. healing people when I get them up. Uh, if people are down, suddenly there's a healing pulse for the team and you know there, there's stuff that's like individual cards and then there's other ones where the cards benefit the entire team so it's like there, there's a ammo for the entire team card so you draw that and suddenly everyone's carrying more ammo so a lot a lot of uh, dynamic stuff to it um i think it boils down to and and i was kind of like you know as i was going through and playing with people like they're they're almost the same same consensus like it is coming on game pass I don't yeah. know if I would pay full price for this if it wasn't on Game Pass. Like, it would probably, like, it, like uh, again, like, if you're really into the Left 4 Dead series and, you know, it's like, this is this is your bread and butter and you were looking for that, that right. same you're feeling. Right, you've already kind of pre-ordered. Yeah, you probably already pre-ordered. That's your alley. <laughs> for me, it's like, you know, I'm going to, I know I'm going to be casually playing. It's going to be a great, you know, pick up with four people, you know, three other people rather. Yeah. And... I would have a hard time because I think it's like the, you know, the full 60, $70 price tag, uh, you know, of, of the game these days. I don't know if I could justify doing that out of the gate. Like I, it'd probably be like, again, I'm going to, I'm going to pick it up via game pass because game pass is awesome. Sure. Microsoft, yeah. Microsoft gives a dollar, please. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, like outside of that, like you know, if that wasn't if Game Pass option wasn't available, then I would probably wait for a sale. Only because again, like you're it's only multiplayer. Like there's no there's no like single player story campaign. There there's no you know, I say, you know, reason to play, you know, outside of uh either like a group or or at least you're willing to put up with you know, with a pug or something, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it, like I don't know, it, it, it's just something about it. Like, and again, nothing like nothing super detracting outside of like you know just simple balance stuff. But it's just like I don't know if I could justify a full you know head-on price for for this thing out of the gate. It's one of those like if it was in the the squadrons price range. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like and it's weird to say because you know you know Left for Dead back in the day was uh, like you know I believe a full oh, it was a fifty absolutely. or sixty at the time, and, and it was a, a genre changer. For oh sure. yeah, it yeah it was definitely like it was like you know leading, but you know it, it's also I mean granted it is the same company that made Left for Dead, but it, yeah. it's like okay we've had this before, and obviously you know the game is relatively new. Um, I, and then I, I've seen this, this comment brought up before, like, you know, um, the old left for dead, you know, I think one and two have a lot of mods that are available now. Now that doesn't mean the, the you know, black for blood won't get mods eventually. I'm sure it will. Sure. Um, but it's like, you got a little more, you know, you know, runway on, on this older thing. And yeah, it's like, it's weird to say that like, yeah, I almost feel like it should be cheaper 
because you you know you're not you know and again maybe maybe they have more chapters like but if they go the left for dead route i mean we're talking five maybe six chapters that launch and then maybe okay. they'll do dlc but i don't think we've even seen a roadmap yet so no. so you know it's no. just you know that's from my perspective on it like again i would say if you have you know via game pass like yeah i would say hands down worth yeah, the download it's it a lot game, of fun but yeah, I I would say full price. Like, eh, I don't know. I, I like it, it, for me, it would be borderline between full price and wait for sale. Only based on like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for this awesome zombie shooter with you know like Left for Dead's? Like, okay, sign yourself up. If you're kind of on the fence or you got something else on the horizon, you're gonna because I think I think it's launching in November, December. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. yeah, it's coming up real soon. Yeah. Um, and it's like if you have something else going on at the time, it's like you know what, just just wait, just wait for the sale. Yeah, and what's you were playing um, this other one that caught my eye today? I see on the notes this Last oh, Oasis. Yes, Last Oasis. So uh, Last Oasis has been out for a while. Uh, it's uh, another kind of survival game, a la like Conan, Ark, <clears throat> uh, you know those types of survival you know style games. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I got, uh, kind of, a uh, press ganged, if you will, <laughs> into some, uh, a, a RP server called the dark side RP. Uh, it's okay. a, it's a pretty big, uh, community on, on Twitch and they do all sorts of like these, these role play servers for like Atlas. And I think they have a Conan oh. one. Um, but, uh, basically they, they just spun up a new one for last Oasis. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a try with some, some other gaming buddies, Krieger and, and all them. Yeah, you play with them, and uh, yeah, I'm actually having a lot of fun. It, it, I don't think I would have played this game outside of the RP server because it, you okay. know, it, it, you know, the the vehicles in it are super cool. Don't get me wrong; like they're they're based off of uh, I forget what they're called, but basically called beach walkers, and yep. it's like this very you know stylized mechanical you know thing, and uh, you know, obviously they take it to the next level, and it's it's designed to be in the stories like this is an apocalypse. Basically, the Earth stops spinning on its axis so basically you know lands are being cooked and you know the ocean's gone and lands are just being cooked so you're constantly having to outrun the sun over time um so tiles will will come and go as the earth still rotate or orbits the sun rather but it doesn't spin anymore so uh that that's the simple premise uh, and other than that, it's just, you know, it's, you know, it's your standard survival mechanics, but it, it, it's hilarious, you know, cause, cause we've done this, like, you know, we're doing like this, this cult of the water <laughs> thing. So we're like constantly giving out water to everyone. And, you know, it's like, what are you doing? Like, we, we praise the water God. Here, have some water. <laughs> Do not let your brow sweat. <laughs> Oh, that is so. Funny. And it's just, it's just it's just you know totally chill and relaxing and it's, and it's a lot of fun. So so it, you know it's like okay I, you know it's like I, I'm playing the game and like enjoying it alongside the RP and it makes it worthwhile. That's awesome. I'll have to look into that one. Yeah. Oh, funny. Um, now, what about yourself? Well, I've been. Uh, <clears throat> um, I started playing right before. I left my last job, um, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel. Mm. Uh, it's a JRPG I've had in my Steam library forever. Uh, I started playing it a long time ago, got a little lost slash overwhelmed. Wasn't sure, you know, what to make of it. Um, and then after I had played that, I played the Persona games and really got into those. And then I realized that this had a lot of those same mechanics. So I grabbed a walkthrough just because I figured, like, 
when it comes to games like this, usually, and this game's no different. So, like, you're, you play a student at a military academy in a world where, um, where you're, well, A, you're assigned to this class that is specifically meant to test these special units called Arcus. Mm. And it's basically, they're powered by Quartz, uh, Read Materia, Final Fantasy VII. Kind of deal. <laughs> gotcha, okay. Um, that give you different abilities, different powers, um, and different buffs, depending on, you know, all the ones you have equipped. Uh, like, the master ones can level, and they're, you know, they determine a main set of powers. Blah, really cool system. But anyway, so your class is meant to test those, and it's a specialized program at this military academy. So you're all students, you're, you know, you're teenagers, and you have... <clears throat> Basically, like, class days and, and, you know, mainly there's, like, there's three different phases. There's, there's a, A, it's a ton of story. It's a ton of story and a ton of world building. It's it's the best world building in any game that I've ever played and one of the best stories I've ever experienced. Like, it's replaced Chrono Trigger as my number one. Oh. Yeah. Like, this is no joke. And... It's epic. Like, it's long. I I mean, you can look at my Steam time. I think I put about 110 hours into my save before I beat it. And so you have, like, these practical exam days where, you know, you're quizzed by your instructor. And it's basically, like, you know, a, a mini-boss fight or something. And it'll have, like, conditions. Like, you can't use items or whatever. And the goal is to get these, uh, I think they're called activity points or AP and those add up throughout the semester. So, like, different things you do will award those. So there's that day. And then there's your free days. And this is where I got overwhelmed the first time I played it. Where you have, like, an entire day just to, like, hang out with your friends, go around the town, and do, like, quests and side quests for people around the town. Again, this is very school-focused in the first game. You're at this academy. And so I followed a walkthrough so I could see, like, oh, you know, you should get, if you like this character you should get bonding points with them. And so, like, you go and you do, you, you get, like, two bonding points, and you can only choose, like, two of five characters. The point being is it tries to, you know, coax you to play a new game plus to see the other, you know, events and storylines and shit. But that all plays together in that the more you do that, you build up Link experience with these other characters because you'll go, uh, on the free days, one of the last things you'll do as part of your, you know, day is you have this old schoolhouse that you're sent to investigate. There's, like, the new the, the main academy, and then, like, off the back path is this old schoolhouse that the principal tasks your class specifically with investigating. And it's weird because it changes. Like, it'll, like, it, you hear, like, the floor shake and stuff, and it turns out, like, rooms are, you know, opening up and changing. And, like, each free day you explore a floor of this thing. <clears throat> and... So when you go on stuff like that, you'll build up this Link experience, which will then unlock powers that those two characters can use together in combat, and you'll fight usually with a party of four people. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'll link up through your Arcus, you'll pick a character to link up with, and if you have a lot of Link experience with them, it the story thing is, like, you know, your minds are linked because of your Arcus, and, like, you'll attack and score a critical hit, and then you can hit a button, and then that character can come in and take a jab while the creature is stunned. So it's kind of really neat strategic combat to it it's not just a typical turn-based combat like there's definitely some thought involved in how you want to do it but the core of this game what i really fell for aside like the bonding events and getting to know the characters which 
every single character, and this is where I think as a JRPG, this really stood out for me, because I think a lot of JRPGs will do like, oh, here's a bunch of characters. And really you only, like that you could play as or have in your party, but it really only ever focuses on like five or six. And you never really get to, unless you specifically force yourself, you won't really get to know those other characters. What this game does is you'll then go on what they call field studies. And the instructor will split the class into two groups. And it will be with a usually a different set of characters for every field study. So you are going to be grouped with characters. You may, like, you'll play through the first field study and be like, yeah, these are my buds. And, like, we're building lake experience. And, like, you really start to like these characters. And then it'll come time for the next field study. And you've got, a, like, almost a completely different set because you're a class of 14. So it's like you'll have these other characters with you. And where I thought the world building was so masterful, and even in the story sense, is that they're sending you on these field studies to specific parts of the world for two reasons. One, you know, each of your classmates are from a different caste. Some are nobles, some are just commoners. Some live in the, you know, one lives out in the highlands of the country and the other was raised in the big city. And like, they each have really believable uh, personalities and perspectives and like you're basically going to one of their homelands for each field study and like getting to know that part of the world and as you're doing these field studies which are basically like quests and tasks that are kind of similar to your free day but it's specific to the area and problems that those people are having you start uncovering that like oh wow there is a big bad you know much larger world out there with its own problems that you were kind of sheltered from at school and your you know life at home and you start learning like oh there's like a possible war building up here and this nation you know the commoners and the nobles are really clashing on who should be what like it's it's so in-depth and so great and like each character is so incredibly written like, it's all I played for about three weeks until I wow. like I could not put this game down. <clears throat> and um, finally beat it, and, like, man, the way that game ends, it's like, I'm so glad I started playing this now because there's four of them at this point. <laughs> oh, no. And, like, if I was playing this along, like, this is, like, a Netflix binge-worthy kind of game story where I was like, fuck, I immediately just jumped right into part two. And it basically takes place immediately where the first one ends, which again, neat for a JRPG series that it just doesn't abandon like all the characters you've gotten to know. And so it's like, you're following these characters through a, you know, the first game, which is school and learning about the world and what's really happening around them. And then the second game, like shit's gotten real and it's real dark. And it's a totally different setting, and it's so masterful how they're telling it, even in the second game, where you're like, fuck, this is good. <laughs> it, I highly recommend it. If you're just looking for a nice, chill, granted, albeit epic, RPG to play, like, to really get into a good story and an awesome, in-depth world with tons of history and character and people, that it's just so believable. It's not, like... Oh, you're here to save the world, and you're the, the chosen one. It's like, no, you're just a fucking bunch of kids trying to do the right thing. Like, it's so cool, man. It's so cool. Sounds so like I, a well-built world, then. It's the best-built world I've seen in a game, hands down. Nice. It's awesome. So I've been playing that, and I started on the second one, 
And then in the past few days, um, on my lunch break, I started playing Mountain Blade Bannerlord again. Uh, big mistake. Uh, <laughs> that game is way too fucking addicting for someone like me. Um, but yeah, it's the the new Mountain Blade game. I believe it's it, it's pretty real. It's really far along development. It's a much. It was a great game last year. It's even better now. So it's like, wow, damn. I have to play this one now and see all the new shit. And um, yeah, uh, I, I I really like it. So I highly recommend it. If you haven't um, played it yet, uh, you'd probably like it. If you like the concept of the Mountain Blade games, like, you mm-hmm. know, big army combat and shit like right, that. Yeah. It's, it's done better than the predecessors. And it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I've been playing. Um, I, I, I saw some interesting news today that I wanted to highlight that I that really caught my eye. Did you see a Marvel Midnight Suns? The... Uh, I, I did. Uh, we didn't get much gameplay out of it, but I, it, it was like, okay, Firaxis, like and apparently it is a tactical, you know, shoot, uh, not shooter, but, uh, you know, tactical strategy. Tax strat, yeah. And it's, it's like, okay, I would like to see Marvel, some game. I'm yeah. on board. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I would like to see some actual gameplay. At first, I thought it was like a they were setting it up as a like kind of like another um, uh, like Mortal Kombat, but Marvel, the way right. they just like like characters coming out of nowhere, you know, it's like everywhere. Um, Which would have been a bummer because we've seen that already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like and I started to tune out. That was the thing. It's like, oh, this, this looks like just another fighting game or something. It's just you know, yeah. characters you know, left, right, and center. But it was like, and then I saw Frax. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, what? You have my attention. <laughs> you have my attention. I would like to see the gameplay, please. I, we, I don't think we got it. I don't know if we're gonna get it during Gamescom, but I don't like, know. Hmm. I have to keep a close eye on that, though. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like anything for Axis. Fire oh Axis, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely be keeping our eye on that one. And then you had two interesting points here before we get to release highlights that I was I was pretty. Uh, blown away by this week ah uh, yes yes uh so first one is uh the marvel what if series is out uh or rather i, th- I think what we're up to episode two, actually i think th- what third one comes out is it tonight or tomorrow tonight i haven't watched this yet this is disney plus uh yeah disney plus yeah yeah marvel um, what if yeah so if, if you don't know the premise basically it, it's it's literally asking the question what if uh, and goes into this, you know, like, uh, have you, well, let me back up. Have you seen Loki yet? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, without getting spoiler of that, like basically I'd say almost since like the end of the, um, uh, end game, uh, okay. Avengers, Avengers end game. So mm-hmm. they kind of open up the multiverse more or less within Ooh. the, at least, at least the MC, MCU, the concept of the multiverse, I should say. Um, and really, uh, almost all these shows, Loki uh, and absolutely What If, run with this kind of, you know, these, you know, multiverse, you know, timelines, even, you know, and we'll get to it, the the Spider-Man trailer kind of runs with the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man trailer did that. Even WandaVision yeah. touched on it a little bit. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, they're, the, uh, I don't know what phase we're in, phase, phase four. I don't know what yeah, they're, they're definitely they're definitely I think starting to open the door to the whole multiverse thing. Yeah, so Phase Four very much seems to be like you know incorporate the more multiverse into into the story. Nothing wrong with that. It's just it's just you know an interesting you know, observation. But anyway, yeah. 
back to it what if so it's all animated uh and basically asking the question of like what if this happened and so like the very first episode out of the gate which you know really set the pace uh basically it's like what if uh peggy carter became captain carter so she you know obviously right. wouldn't be captain america because she was british but uh so she she ends up you know uh getting the super soldier serum and they you know, has this Ooh. like great, like British uniform instead of like the American uniform. And oh it adds the, you know, so basically it almost like, uh, it's in, in not to say rewrites rewrites is you know, like a lot of people think that like, Oh, this is rewriting everything. No, it's like, no, it's, it's, this, it's this is, this is just like, history. what if, what if, what if we had this story instead? Uh, so basically you get all of, uh, Cap uh, Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, right, is is the very first one, right, uh, with Captain America, right, or what, whatever the first one was called. <laughs> Such a Marvel <laughs> fan, I know. Uh, but basically, they, they take the whole premise of that that movie and compress it down into, I think, like forty five minutes worth, and and go with you know basically like what happens if Peggy Carter becomes you know the super yeah. soldier, and Steve Rogers is still in it, um, and they explain He's just that. Not He's, he's just not Captain America. And and so they go through this whole thing and they even like tie it into like how would Avengers 1 start? Yeah. You know, you know, oh, you know. I got to watch this. I love and, the sound of this. Um, I, haven't, I haven't watched the second episode, but I know um, uh, Chadwick uh, Boseman, that is oh. his last acting credit because, you know, that was when he was, you know, uh, suffering, I think it was from cancer, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. I think it was colon um, cancer. Yeah. And, uh, he loved you know, doing the Black Panther so much that he like you know what I'll come in and do voice lines for the Black so Panther in in, in in the in the What If uh, episode, and I think Aww. that was episode two. So I haven't I haven't watched that one yet, but yeah, that's basically I think his last acting credit uh, before he died. Uh, wow. So yeah, I'm so, gonna have to watch that. Yeah, so it, I I'd highly recommend it. Like the, the first episode hooked me, and I think it's coming out you know basically like I think every week on I want to say Wednesdays. Um, oh. But yeah. Uh, but okay, yeah, on on, on uh, Disney Plus if you have it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and then uh, and oh, like Spider I said, the Man. Spider Man No Way Home trailer drop. Holy crap! This looks interesting. Like this one, I think really is bringing. I mean, it, it is. It's bringing the multiverse in because like you you get that quote from Strange uh, after Peter fucks up the spell, and he's like. We know very little about the multiverse, or something like that. I was like, Holy exactly. shit! Here it comes, and it's like bringing in everything uh, we saw. Doc Ock, uh, Alfred Merlina reprising his roles. Doc Ock on screen. Uh, we got Green Goblin's laugh. So is William Defoe oh, yeah. gonna be? I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah. so Christ, if they can make Doc Ock look younger again. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> and he's such an underrated actor too. It's like it's like why, why don't we see him in more stuff? I know, um, dude. Like uh, Alfred Molina, especially like he what he was in. Uh, what was it? Pan's Labyrinth. Was he in that too? Oh, played... I, I don't know. I think he was. Didn't he play the the, the officer slash the dad or whatever? I, I, mm, or I don't think. It may have been someone else. I'm just gonna look to be look sure. He, I, I want to say he may have been in it, but I don't. I don't think he was one of the no family no, members. It wasn't. No, oh, he wasn't. Okay. No, it wasn't. It wasn't him. But I mean, yeah, like anything I've ever seen. Oh no, he is in it. Oh, he okay. is, I think, unless I'm just losing my mind. 
But yeah, like, I mean, Consult Christ, the IMDb. You and I both know the first thing we ever saw him in, which was... Um, Indiana uh, Jones. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep, yep. Like, I, like, well, and that was always one of those, like, like well, that was him? Because I think, you know, in my collective memory, basically him as Doc Ock is the first, you know, time I, you know, I recall, like, oh, Alfred Merlina is this person. And yeah. then it's like, oh man, he's, he he was like so compelling. He's like, is he in other stuff? And you look it up. It's like he was he was Sapito in Indiana Jones, and I, I want to yeah. say that was his first acting credit. I, I think that was early on. Act, yeah, yeah, his first acting credit. And I, but I reckon it's weird because I watched you know the indie movies so much growing mm -hmm. up. When I saw the the Spider Man trailer where he was in it the first time, I was like, oh my god, that's Sapito! Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, I was really, I, I kind of, it's like, oh, that was cool, you know, with that trailer drop at the end. But um, I, there is one thing we don't have on this list, and I'm not sure if we talked about it on the last episode. Okay. We we may have, but that Ghostbusters trailer. Oh, yeah, that that dropped, yeah, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, I was like, ooh, ooh oh, this, this looks interesting. God. This looks interesting. You I love have, You angle. have me interested. I love the angle. I love the, you know, it's Egon's kid mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. or grandkid, whatever. Yeah. And uh, uh, good old Ray, we're closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're closed. Yeah, it's, I think we did talk about it now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, that, that, that stuff. But the next one you have on, I actually just caught this before we started recording. And I am so jazzed. Is this going to be a, a Disney Plus thing as well? Yes. Uh, so uh, jumping to the other side of Disney Plus, we got. Uh, the Visions trailer, which is oh the uh, next uh, Star Wars related content that's dropping. Because uh, I don't think we get, uh, I'm trying to think, I think the next, uh, outside of Bad, you know, Bad Batch just finished. Yeah. And I want to say the Book of Boba Fett, I think, is the next thing we get uh, in terms of stuff. But until then, uh, we have, uh, uh, I think maybe uh, maybe there's one or two other things, but Visions is the next thing. So basically... It looks so good. Yeah. Oh, look, it looks amazing. And uh, it's basically, think of it like the, the Matrix animated series, if anyone's you know seen that. That was so great and so underrated. I don't... Oh, like, yeah. Enough people did not see that enter the Matrix. Or no, what was it called? The Animatrix. The Animate. Yeah, you're right. That was, I was like, what is the name of this stupid thing? Animatrix. Yeah. That um, was so fucking good. And, you know, it is, it's set up in kind of the same way in that it's like a whole bunch of little stories within, you know, the, basically the Star Wars universe. Uh, I think most of them, if not all of them, are done by Japanese animated studios, I believe. Yes, it's all prominent Japanese animation studios. Exactly. Now, I'm curious to see how, how they're going to present this, like, because uh, uh, the trailer I watched was on an English, you know, thing, and they had, you know, like, Basically, subtitles and in, in Japanese. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was subtitles with Japanese uh, audio. I would love for it to be that's the way it's presented, or at least an option to to, to be able to see it that way. Because again, it's just like you get that expression through the original voice actors and whatnot. Um, I would suspect that that's how it's going to be, and I I would even venture a guess to say that that was probably part of the condition slash contract. Wouldn't surprise um, me from the animation studios in Japan that. They they would have to be able to provide you know their voice actors mm. that they work with, uh, as at a minimum as an option. And I'm so right. glad like if that's the case, I'm glad because like you said, you you watch that trailer and it's like, fuck that that so works for Star Wars. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and, and, and yeah, it's it, like one of them. Like again, once we probably see like the actual episodes, they'll probably be 
you know, make a lot more sense. Sure. Um, one of them was definitely like straight up, like something like a Kurosawa movie. Like it was like, yes, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> like it, like so straight good. straight up like it, like I don't know what how they're gonna tell. It. Is it gonna be like something like akin to I say the old Republic, but you know, uh, it's like you know, it's like very ancient times. Clone Wars, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, like we're talking like ancient Star Wars. So like you know, I would love that be, beyond the old Republic. Love that. Yeah, so it's like, are they going to set it up like that? Because that's the way it made it look. They have others that look very, you know, I say modern in the sense of like the current, you know, uh, prequel, original trilogies, you know, timeline looks like as well. So, you know, it, again, it's going to, you know, tell these various stories, I think, uh, again, within Star Wars. And it's like, yeah, sign me up. I mean, it looks great. I always love a good Star Wars story. And it's like, yeah, bring on more. Yeah, I'm, I'm game. I'm all in. It looks awesome. And I have no idea actually when that is dropping. I, got, I was yeah, like, Where? This is uh, awesome. check. While we move on to release highlights. <laughs> right. There is some good stuff this week. Um, Quake Remaster dropped like out of nowhere. I don't remember hearing anything about this coming. Uh, it's on Game Pass. And September you 22nd. Jump your... back. September 22nd. So, uh, end of oh, uh, in one, one month. One month. Yeah. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, I was actually playing Quake on my Series X uh, like a day uh, yesterday and having a blast. It's still a great fucking game. And unlike many other, you know, versions of it that have come out since the original release, this actually has Trent Reznor's original soundtrack Ah. on it, which is wonderful. He also, for those who don't know, actually did the voice of the main character, uh, Ranger. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it, uh, and on the PC, they actually released Quake 1, 2, and 3 and um, on Game Pass, so that's great. But yeah, so I was playing some Quake Remastered, super cool. Um, another one that dropped today, and I, I'll, I have to say I've never played the series, but always wanted to because it looked really cool, and now we can play both games, but Psychonauts 2 dropped today. Uh, that is on Game Pass, uh, and that's a, a pretty pretty famous platformer. Um, at least the first one was. That was a, a big, big game when it came out. So I'm kind of like, ah, I might have to dive into this series sometime soon. <clears throat> so there's that. But the one I was surprised you didn't mention, and I've been watching this one this week, and I'm I'm very tempted to grab this, is uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite. Mm, yeah, well, I, I think we talked this talked about this uh, when, when it was first announced. I, I want to say E3, maybe pre-E3. We, we, we did talk uh, about it. At least week. made the radar. It made the radar, and and you're right. I, we haven't talked about it. I, I've been keeping an eye on it this week as as they've done. Uh, is it the pre-release stuff or whatever? Uh, no, it, I think it's it's out out now. Oh, is it out out now? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I have mixed feelings on it. I have mixed feelings. Thoughts. So. Obviously, you know, I love the Aliens franchise, but, and I kind of saw that, you know, in the lead up trailers, they, they, you know, they, they did do like pre-release, I guess maybe a week ago or so, uh, yeah. but, I, but I have some watched some streams this week and I guess it's out this week. Um, I don't know if it, I don't, I don't know if it fully captures the Aliens experience I, and watching more of the streams makes me lean more heavily into that because in the, in the lead up. Basically, it's like, okay, it's like, you know, you kind of catch on these little tricks that they, you know, do. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. Very fast edits. Uh, They didn't show a lot, um, but they they showed enough to make me, like, go, huh? And and look into a little more. 
Uh, my biggest thing was, uh, in, or not biggest thing, but it's, it's several things all at once. So one of it is, you know, I do like the horde modes. Like, you know, I love a good horde mode. Sure. Um, but when you kill every single enemy, like a weird X shows up over their head. Now, obviously, it's indicating that you killed them. But oh. it, it, it's just, it, it, I don't know. It, it, that was like the first of the jankiness that I started to see. Yeah, that's immersion breaking. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a digital readout, so it's not like they don't make it look like horribly out of place. But it's, it's like I've never seen a game like that. You, you look at any other game, and yeah, it's like, like you know they're fucking dead, dude. We don't need that. Yeah, it's like like and you'll see like the X is enormous. Like it's it's not like over their bodies. It's like above their heads type of thing. And I don't know, it's just really weird. And then the more I looked into it, the, the, it's like the more flags I started to see. And mm-hmm. I hate to discourage people from something like this, but it's like at the same time, I feel like it's a warning. Because when I looked it up, like they have season passes that you have to buy mm. uh, in order to get the stuff. Uh, and to boot, you ha- have to basically get like the collector's edition or not, or what, you know, the deluxe, you know, prebo edition, which is like something like 70, 80 bucks or something like that. Ew. For content they have any like for a roadmap like they're playing more seasons and they, they're telling us nothing about it yeah and no that ain't gonna fly with me yeah it's like <laughs> i've been down this road before like i have no problem if you've completely done your roadmap and yeah, it's like show me the roadmap and i'll yeah. decide if i want to pay for it exactly you know but at the same time it's like i hate paying for season content it's like oh it's like i've done it especially on a full price game like if again if this was like you know we were talking earlier about the the, the black for blood if this was like a 40 dollar game like predator this is you know, a 40 price, game yeah like if, if this is uh you know and that's the thing i think the full price i think is the, the full 55 price is 40 or 60. No, no no sorry for aliens yeah, Aliens Fireteam Elite is thirty nine ninety nine. Oh, sorry. Okay, so so it is a forty buck dollar game, but okay. So, but that's the thing. Yeah, it, like basically, it cranks it up to like seventy or eighty to get the full deluxe version, which gives you access to all the yeah. coming DLC, which is you know you're going to need to you know play anything beyond the core levels, essentially. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm seeing like an average rating of of seventy, and the the reviews I'm seeing are in two camps. One is it's not a great Aliens game. <laughs> It, it, and and that, that was the other kicker like watching it it's like you know the aliens like they didn't they didn't really feel like aliens and they don't give you the, they don't give you the terror like yeah yeah there was no terror and i realized like you know it's based off of the you know aliens you know the the james yeah. cameron version but that still had some terror to it like you know they're still oh, like yeah. oh, like oh my god this thing's coming at me but it throws so much at you in terms of the aliens like, a horde mode it doesn't really work for the canon like to me like you saw what it took for them to fucking take down yeah. the xenomorph. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, and and like, look at Alien Isolation. Like, Alien Isolation is like a pinnacle of. Yeah. Now, granted, like, it's not that multiplayer. Is alien. But yeah, that is Alien, and I think it even incorporates some of the Aliens aspect into it. You know, you yeah. know spoiler alert later on. Like, you yeah. are you you are in sheer dread terror when you see more than one on screen. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> and <it's>... yeah, <clears> and <throat> just watching the. Yeah, and the way it's like I was watching, it's like, oh, this doesn't make sense, and like I almost feel like it would have been better because you know there's there's one you know called a throwaway line or whatever in Alien, you know, Alien Two, where they say, "Is this another bug hunt?" It's like, okay, clearly they they've been to planets and have, are used to like and they've dealing, done this before. Yeah, dealing with you know alien, or you know getting rid of something. Obviously not the Xeno specifically, you know, right? Because they get their asses kicked, but. Like they're used to dealing with something out out within the the you know uh, alien universe, 
So it's like, why aren't you fighting those? And then like the Xeno yeah. show up as more your boss or again, it adds to that terror. But I'm I, again, I'm watching these games and it's like, it, you know, it looks like a standard horde mode and it's just like the aliens just keep coming and there's a few variations, but it, yeah, yeah, just I'm, I'm falling into the camp of, you know, it's like, it just doesn't feel like aliens. I'll wait for a sale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's what it, what it boils down. It's like, Wait for sale. I don't think it's on Game Pass. Yeah, this this one where is not on Game Pass. Uh, but if it was, it's like yeah, I would download it. You know, play a couple yeah. levels, have some fun. Um, but yeah, it's just like it it wasn't getting me. Like it's just like and and the the last kicker, and I hate to do this because you know there's plenty of studios that produce games as their first run, but this this is the studio's first run at it, and yeah. it's more the fact that anytime it's the studio's first run with a licensed product. It usually means they're the lowest bidder, and it's and you know it, it, again it's it's a red flag. It's not it's not it's not a you know it's, as soon as that happens it's a kill all. But that combine that with the fact that you have to pay for all these seasons and just just the weirdness of how it you know it looks in, or it looks slash plays, it's like it's it's adding up to be a whole lot of like they're gonna it, this looks like a quick cash out. It's like okay let's let's capitalize on the alien franchise <clears throat> you know uh, fan base and then cash out. Yeah. And, I hate to do that because, like, I w- I was initially interested, you know, in in the lead up, and I know several others, but as soon as I started talking to them, and they, they, you know, they they looked and saw the same things, like, yeah, you know what, you're right, like this is this is just weird. It's like I'm, you know, it's it, at this point, it's I'd say it's a wait and hold off, wait yeah. for a sale, see wait for it, see if it lasts. Exactly, see if it lasts. Absolutely, wait for like a game pass, wait for it to like go on super sale or something, because I don't know, it's just it's just it's just rubbing me the wrong way. Yeah, there's there's a, a Vampire the Masquerade game coming to early access in like two weeks called Blood Hunt, and I was actually talking to the the devs on Twitter because I had said like I said I'm really hesitant about this game because there's the whole thing with Vampire the Masquerade called mm. the Masquerade, and the right. game is a battle royale. And I was like, how do you have a masquerade of not showing vampires off to humanity when it's a fucking battle royale? <laughs> right. But they had a really cool response, and it was like. <clears throat> like you're you're basically playing as Camarilla and then any you know anyone playing with you that's against you is going to be these vampire clans and vampires that have violated the masquerade and the Camarilla mm. hunted down so it was like all gotcha. right okay. i can get behind okay. that so like it's another one i'm going to wait and see and we'll go from there i might even see if they'll pass me a code so i can check it out but um you know that's up to them but anyway we got to get on to news because holy <laughs> fucking shit <laughs> The dumpster um, fire is still burning. Not only still burning, it's heating the fuck up. Did you see the latest? <laughs> so we're talking about Blizzard, of course. Of course, yeah. It's it like still um, news, still still in its death spiral, you know, dumpster fire. Big fucking news, too. So California has expanded its anti-discrimination mm. lawsuit against Activision Blizzard, mm-hmm. adding temporary worker, temp, temp workers to the female full-time employees of whom it is suing on behalf. Ah, that's that's big. Secondly, <laughs> uh, the State Department of Fair Employment and Housing also alleges the game maker has interfered with its investigation. I did see that. Yeah, it's like, oh, our pants on fire. Yeah, throughout the uh, a copy reviewed by Axios specifically mentions that California's protections against anti-harassment, equal pay, and other employment opportunity protections exist for employees and contingent or temporary workers. So that's why they're including temp workers. Mm-hmm. Secondly. Throughout the lawsuit, the word employees has been changed to workers in reference to harassment, blah, blah, blah. But what I was reading here is they also said 
Activision Blizzard has stymied its efforts through NDAs requiring employees to speak with the company ahead of contacting the DFEH and its involvement with Wilmer Hale, the union-busting law firm we mentioned last time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're saying that this directly interferes with the investigation and his attempt to intimidate with witnesses and stymie testimony. Um, some other developments on this front that I found was interesting. Uh, after myself and about 100,000 other people shit on Fran Townsend on Twitter because she was a fucking raging bitch, uh, for those who don't know, she was the uh, is the chief of operations at Activision Blizzard. It was her letter that was saying, this lawsuit's meritless and it's all over-eager state bureaucrats. It was very Trumpish in her tone, and that <laughs> makes sense considering she's a torture apologist, um, you know, for the other administrations. But we'll, we'll, we'll get there. So, Activision, sensing the heat, uh, decided to do the right thing. Wrong. No, uh, all they did was just remove her from her position at, like, a symbolic position in the company as, like, the head of women's... Uh, it was basically like a women's employee resource group, you know, where it was like fairness for women in the workplace. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? She was the head of that? Like, it's it's unbelievable. And But she's still, you know, she's still the COO. She's still collecting a big paycheck. And it's like you said, th- this is a death spiral of a desperate company. It... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how they recover. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I mean, they, well, because they're, they're a super huge company and it's like one of those, you know, and, and too big to fail uh, type of thing. But it like, you know, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's it's one of those uh, people, you know, people it's oh, they're going to boycott. It's like, no, they, they're going to make their money on pre-orders and all that shit. But what's oh, going to yeah. happen? What's really going to happen is they're not going to get talent. That's what's going to kill them. Who yeah. the fuck wants to work there? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and and I think we've said this before. It's it's going to be a long, slow death, and it's going to be absolutely that. It's going to, you know, they're they're going to have to, you know, get people either you know, I say desperate, but you know, like desperate to get into the industry, and or like simply, I want to work at Blizzard. So it's like, you yeah, know, yeah, they get those people. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, quality talent, and and I I think this is kind of you know, uh, you know, uh, brought up several times in many places, but he's like with all this happening over the years, like their good talent was being basically being like terrorized essentially. And so they couldn't even produce good stuff. And I, you know, I, I think that's shown in, you know, probably the the last, you know, several uh, like expansions and whatnot uh, from, from uh, wow. But, you know, you look at, you know, Activision as a whole, where it's just like, it's just, you know, carbon copy spit out and, you know, there's no soul to it, if you will. No. And, and, Again, you, you're seeing a, a lot of this, I would I would credit to COVID, believe it or not, but you're actually seeing a lot of people now demanding, you know, better treatment. Like, mm-hmm. people are realizing, like, shit, life is not permanent, and I'm not going to go, you know, and sit in an office and, and fucking work myself to death. And, yeah. like, you know, you see it with, you know, companies doing this, that are doing the smart thing, offering you know, hybrid remote, or, you know, if you want to wear full remote, go ahead, like giving that flexibility. And you're seeing the gaming industry, like look at super giant games. Like they're, they're my pinnacle of what we all used to think uh, CD project red is, was, which was, Oh, we don't believe in crunch. <laughs> Fuck you. You didn't. Uh, but super giant games has actually really walked the walk, you know, bashed in it, but they're not cranking out five games a year. But I think there's a reason why, and you see that. Like, they're releasing high-quality stuff. Bastion, phenomenal game. Uh, mm-hmm. Transistor, phenomenal game. 
and of course, probably one of the best games of the past 15 years, Hades. And like, people are seeing this. Talented people are seeing this, and they're going to be like, why would I want to go to work for Blizzard when I can go to work for Supergiant Games and make a fucking amazing game that could potentially make history and not kill myself doing it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I, I, yeah, I, I honestly, barring some kind of miracle shift in tone and company culture, I, it might be a long, slow death, but I think blizzard's time is definitely on the board yep and 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 the last thing as with all this stuff, <laughs> the question is like how how long before the internet forgets type of thing because you know we all know the internet has a memory sure. of a goldfish so <laughs> it's oh, like for sure. it's like you know how long before like you know the you know the, the raging fires die down and you know we may have spoke about this last time or maybe had this conversation with other people but Basically, it kind of boils into, you know, I think like more or less three camps. There's there's the ones who absolutely do not care and just will keep on trucking. Sure. The ones, the ones that are, I say, on the fence and, you know, they're more like, okay, they, they don't like what's going on. So they'll, they'll you know, either stop playing for a little bit or, 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 you know, cut subscriptions or what have you. But like as soon as it dies down or it's like, it's like they got to get their fix again. They got to go back, you know, they, or they will go back rather. Sure. And then, then there's the third camp that is like, you know, this is it. They, they are completely out. They, they, they're cutting, you know, all, all tethers and, you know, jumping out. And again, I think this goes back to what we were just talking about. I, I don't think it's going to be this, this thing uh, that'll be the boycott that hurts them. It's not going to be that it's going to yeah. be, they're going to lose the quality of talent and they're going to turn mm-hmm. out a bunch of shit. Yeah. And it's just going to get to the point, like the next release is going to be garbage and people are going to be tired of it. You're going to see like, wow, continue to bleed out. And you're going to mm-hmm. see, yeah. you know, their cash cows continue to, again, sell less and less and less because nobody's going to want to work there. Yeah. And even if you get the desperate people that want to work there, sure, you run the chance that one of them is a genius or, you know, a couple are geniuses and they 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 strike gold. But the chances of that happening, especially now, again, people are a lot more self-aware of what goes on in the gaming industry. And there oh, are yeah. people that just, there are opportunities to get into the gaming industry and not kill yourself doing it. So, mm-hmm. Again, barring a major shift, that's going to be what kills them. So yeah. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, this next one is all you, man. I've been reading. <laughs> I've been reading the fucking articles on this. So, I'm like, wow, they are just <laughs> trying to piss their players off. In the world of dumpster fires, <laughs> uh, world of worship, world of warships. I brought it up here before. I think uh, not too long ago. I, I explained my own reasons for for you know kind of getting out of it. Uh, well, they they uh, they continue to double down on the idiocy, um, and and again, it, 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 again, this is another situation of like a whole slew of things are all adding up, and the players and and whatnot are having enough. Now, th- this isn't you know this isn't devs this time walking out. This is the players and community yeah. contributors walking out on World of Warships. Basically, um, it, it it all came to a head. So it's it's a whole series of events have happened up to this. Basically, uh, there's a community contributor called Little White Mouse, and for yeah. for those who follow the the um, 
uh, the community contributors as a whole and kind of the program. She is one of the most dedicated to understanding how the game works. Like I don't even play the game much and I knew who that, who she was. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, basically, you know, like if there was a, uh, she would do like every single ship uh, coming out or I should say premium ship. I, I think she even did some of the tech tree ships, but it was a premium ship coming out. She would absolutely do her homework. She would literally sit in practice matches and fire constantly just to get the sigma values of yeah. you know the, the 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 ship that she was checking out speeds turn rates you know you name it she had a graph and numbers for it so she knew her stuff inside out the problem is she would often call on wargaming war you know call war, uh, warships out on their bullshit and they yeah. did not they did not like that especially being russian they don't like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um <laughs> It, it I it came to a head basically. She I, I think she was calling you know their shit out, and basically the dev was like respect my authority, and she's like you know what I'm out because uh, previous you know, about you know maybe less than a month ago it came out that um, her and one of her uh, uh, I say coworkers but you know co testers I should yeah. say um, were involved with with or at least supposedly involved with uh the new uh canadian battleship now it was that's called a it's what we call a paper uh paper ship there obviously is no canadian battleship <laughs> right 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 but the idea was like what you know you did go it's what a what if? if scenario of like what if the canadians had built or you know the the british navy would have you know given them a uh a battleship um and they were under the impression from like another one of the employees actual employees reached out to him and say like, Hey, would you like to work on, on this ship? And it wasn't necessarily the stats or anything, but it would be like the history, the, the camo, yeah. what would this, this, this ship be? And they, they apparently this year and a half long process of like, you know, working on, you know, and working with this person and they get to the end and they find out that, Oh, uh, in, in wargaming saying now this, this person was in, in wargaming, I think, uh, uh, the wargaming America side. Yeah. Ultimately, all decisions are done on Wargaming St. Petersburg in Russia. So St. Petersburg, you know, holds all the reins, essentially. Yeah. They they fire back and say, well, guess what? Uh, uh, you know, no, you're not involved with this at all. We're just releasing it under whatever other our, oh our auspices are. And, it, and it, like, you know, again, it's like kind of like no soul to it. There's no, like, because like you look at their version, it's like, wow, that's great. You know, they did the research. You know, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, based off of the Yukon and they, they have this whole like paragraph and all this other stuff. And like, you look at the, the version that's coming out for Morgan, it's like, are you serious? Like right now, like use their stuff. It's like, you know, if they have to like, you know, and, and like, and they're citing all sorts of like, it's like, oh, it's like, you know, you know, we, you know, contracting and bloody, bloody copyright. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, just oh, have them sign something. Thing saying like you know it's like hey you know we it's like we want quote unquote want a contest or something and it's like you know we realize like we don't hold copyright or anything like that to it no no royalty rights or whatever and it's just like release it with just you know putting their name on it type Let's of thing give them some credit exactly nope nope can't have that can't have <clears throat> that so that had happened before and so that really pissed her off and so but we so we fast forward to like you know respect my authority and it's like you know what you haven't even learned your lesson I'm out and suddenly. Yeah. All the other CCs start following suits. Like, you know, this has been a pattern of just like just complete abuse and, you know, being used up. And Enjoy all this other. You're not going to have a game soon. <laughs> exactly. So they're jumping ship. 
all sort you know like granted i'm already i've already been out of the game like you yeah, know, been out for a while a year and a half but i'm you know i still watch like you know the, the community pot in you know you know popcorn sure. away it's like holy crap now again this is another situation where chances are this is you know maybe 10 percent of the actual player you know uh population right is invested in what's happening the rest will probably have like again they fall into those three camps of like not a clue don't care there's probably someone on the fence that will still go back and it's their livelihood and then you know the others that are you know you know cutting rope and and getting out you know sure but yeah it's just like again another situation where it's just like the company is not is is taking you know they're you're you not know, helping yourself their their customers slash their players yeah they're, they're taking them for granted and it's like totally. it and and uh, there, you know there's other things too so that whoops in the mic um but uh basically they're they're selling you know it, wargaming is notorious for their loot boxes like you know oh, it was yeah. two they years ago them. when the eu started i think it was started in amsterdam started making like loot boxes illegal yeah almost overnight the gaming industry as a whole got rid of loot boxes like you know it's like sure. they're still out there probably you know obviously wargaming but for the most part the main like triple a's got rid of them like they don't you don't have that anymore I, I think they found their new cash cow which is kind of the fomo slash you know season pass stuff season that, that's pass, yeah, exactly pass. yeah they, they figured out a new way to milk the players that isn't you know gambling well wargaming sticks with their guns and it's like yeah loot boxes left and right they're releasing re-releasing uh, the USS Missouri, which I saw that. Yeah. Um, now, USS Missouri in game, I should say, has a very storied history. I suggest look up the real history. The real history of the Missouri is also very fascinating as well. Uh, but, <laughs> but the the yep. in game history, uh, uh, many years ago, like three four years ago, uh, I know I got it. Uh, if you originally got it, you were able to get it for basically like free XP. You had to kind of grind your brains out, but you can sure. get it for complete free um it had a money booster to it like basically it broke the economy um it because it gave you so much money per credits per match that it's like you know you could you could you know fund your navy you know forever in a day uh so they quickly had to like cut off being able to get it and like okay you, you know it became a very limited ship and or you just couldn't get it period fast forward to to you know basically in the past week or so and it's like oh we're re-releasing it but it's it's in this loot box that yeah, you know, I think. Well, I should say the original iteration was like it was in a loot box that you had no idea when you were going to get it. It's just like right. you, you had to keep, you know, pulling the lever of the uh, the one arm bandit and seeing if if you got it. And and so the, the immediately the players are already backlashing about it, and, uh, and then the little white mice thing goes down, and so and they all, all this entire time they're giving half hearted apologies, various like corporate cookie cutter, it's like oh, no, yeah. like they're not they're not remorseful whatsoever. I think uh, just in the past week or so, they released the, the 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 newest way to get the Missouri. You have to play like 15 matches, and then you get the chance to get it within I think 75 boxes. And someone worked out basically boils down to if it's in the last box, you're paying four hundred dollars for this thing. That is fucking crazy. In order to get it, no, you're, you're keeping it square, but it's like on the damn thing. Yeah, exactly. It and, and it's gambling at, at its very core, and maybe a lot of people wouldn't have too much problem with it if it was it was marketed uh you know the game was like you know more you know yeah, i'd say probably you know probably higher than teen but it's it's rated for like uh seven-year-olds and up uh as part of its uh, yeah, crazy. Uh, esrb slash peggy rating yeah so it's just like whoa pump the brakes here it's like you know you know granted the demographic is i think like 30 year olds and up you know whatever but 
that doesn't that does not negate the fact that you know ultimately seven year olds can be playing this game and it's like you you are hands down teaching these kids gambling it's like yeah it's fucked you know, up yeah it damn is Russian. And it, yeah damn Russian. and the and the and the bummer part is and you know like i, I always kind of you know it, you know forlorn it myself and then i remember like oh yeah it's, you know you know big pile of shit running it uh I enjoyed the game mechanically. Mechanically, oh yeah, it was mechanically, a, it, it was a great game. It was a fun game. Like it's like I knew I could get in fifteen, maybe twenty minute match. I knew exactly how long it would be for a match, and it's like how much time I, you know, do I have the time for that? Perfect. Let me let me get one or two matches in or whatever. And it was fun to play. And it was it was you know the community is great. Yeah, but but it's just like yeah, it's like the management is just like drove me bonkers. Like I, you know, like again, I, I don't want to go into the whole tirade, but it's like I hated the FOMO. I hated you know the loot box system they were implementing way back. Or I should say the early access loot uh, loot boxes. So it's basically the tech tree you would quote unquote get for free if you grind it normally, or right. you could buy these loot boxes that would unlock maybe tiers of the of the uh yeah, ships in the tier it's like yeah and, and it's like you know i I've, I've had enough and you know a year and a half ago i was like logged out for the last time I was like really haven't looked back you know it's again it's like i wish there was a better game you know that i could play that you know ran by better people but it's like oh man this is like oh yeah, that, I, I, I cannot stand the management and it's only gonna get worse <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah. I will move on to the next the next element. Here. I get off uh, my soapbox. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it, it's so true though. It's so fucking true though. But yes, uh, Xbox uh, from the Microsoft showcase for Gamescom, mm -hmm. Flight Simulator is getting the Reno Air Race later this year. I am equally pumped. I know you and I have talked about this before. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, like, the act, the uh, the ability, like we're gonna have competitive air races in Flight Simulator. I cannot wait. That's gonna be so fun. Exactly, and this is what I was hoping for. It's like, yeah, uh, I don't know if they had them in the other Microsoft flight systems. I don't think they really did, or if they if they were, they're kind of modded or or like community held type of thing. Um, but yeah, like uh, like they're doing the Reno Air Race as part of it. They, you know, look, you know, they were kind of advertising with like uh, Mustangs and and whatnot. It's like, yes, th you know, this is perfect. So it's it, you know, obviously, it's not super arcadey because it's it's realistic flight sim, yeah, you know, and. It's like this is perfect. I would, yeah, and this is what I was hoping for. Like, can can we get something like this in? You know, like obviously there's people who just want to fly. No problem sure. with that. Like, let, let them do that. It's like, but can we get like a you know some uh, I say a game some form of a game inside kind of the game? game the Microsoft sim? is smart, man. Like, yeah. When it comes to this shit, they know what they're doing. Yeah, it's like and it's like yeah, you know, exactly that. Like, can we have like an air show or something? You know, all I like you know you, know, you look at like the Rocketeer or something like that. It's like uh, that. Look, that's what it looks like we're getting. So it's like yes, it's like yeah, perfect. I'm so stoked. Yeah, so it's like so sign cool. sign me up. I will absolutely be checking that out. Uh, they did tease like the the Maverick uh, one, but apparently the that has to be synced whenever the movie comes out. And I don't know if the yeah, movie so is, is got, got a release date yet. <laughs> so it's like, eh. but uh, but yeah, like again, it's awesome to see them support this and and see you know kind of you know adding a game layer to oh, yeah. They've the added simulation. Like six free world packs that you can download. Oh yeah, insane! Like it's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I mean, like you said here, like when there's some DLCs, uh, the Forza teases, you know, Forza still looks good. The fruit stripe gum controller was interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, oh man. They've been going nut like, you know, like basically almost every single, like, you know, Microsoft game, Halo has one, Forza has one. It's like, man, they're just going all out with these, uh, these custom controllers. Yeah. Hey, and speaking of Halo, Infinite comes out December 8th. I'm super pumped. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. It looks awesome. It's going to be a ton of fun to play. 
I, I had some coworkers that did get a chance to to play. They did like a, a tech preview or something for a day. Yeah, and, I wasn't uh, able to play it myself, but uh, apparently it's looking I heard good. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm totally stoked to play it. But um, yeah. Um, all right. We'll we'll kind of start wrapping things up here. Uh, I was gonna play a voicemail from Fred. But uh, I actually might have to let my dog out in a minute before he shits on the rug. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, just, uh, again, if you want to call us and leave a voicemail, you can call us 610-810-1654. Um, conclusions, uh, final thoughts and shout-outs. Obviously, big shout-out to the fans. Our boys over at Bad Fodder Figures. Uh, Denny and crew at Tap the Craft, love you guys. The, 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 I'm slowing up on beer just because I'm really working on the uh, weight loss, doing pretty good with that, and beer is very counterproductive to that. Um, but whiskey's not, so I still enjoy one of those on every now and then. But, um, but yeah, if you want to hang out with us, you can go to the save point at tiny.cc slash save point. You can email us, theretrorents at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at RetroRentsAl. The show is at the Retro Rents, And Nick is at Black Eagle Ops. Um, Nick is also Black Eagle Ops on Twitch. And do you have anything coming up on Twitch that you want to share? Any, any, uh, uh no, I don't think anything big right now. I know the Icarus, uh, open beta weekends are coming up. I think, uh, September, I think. I have to, I have to look at the, the dates that they have that leading up for that. So, I think it was one of the games we mentioned. So they are splitting that. So obviously it would have released by now uh, with the original date that they have, but they felt like they need a little more cook time. So they're going to turn in some beta weekends over the next uh, couple months. And then okay. I think I think the release date is now set for December, early November, uh, mid-December, something like that. That's that, that game looks so cool. I can't wait to, to actually jump in on that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm eager to check it out myself. Before we go, because you might have followed this more than me, did mm -hmm. that dragon game die? Oh, uh, no, I think it went back into development hell because uh, the last I saw of it was like, you know, it's like, you know what, we're going to, you know, after that beta weekend, they're like, oh, we're going to, we're going to, you know, need to work on some stuff. And I, Which made I, no sense. That was fun as fuck. I had yeah. so much fun playing that. Yeah, I know, right? Was, I, I need to look up and see if there's any updates. I haven't seen any updates for it yet. So, question mark. Um, what was that? Age of Century? Century, Age of Ashes. Uh, I'm just going to just... Uh, yeah. Again. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's anything on it. Plan, yeah, Plan 2021. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think they have any... Like, I haven't heard anything big. I haven't heard a thing since we played it last. Yeah. But... Yeah, all right, that's interesting. Anyway, folks, this will wrap up. <laughs> uh, on a sad note, that game might be dead, which would really be sorry uh, because that game that, that was would super suck. fun. That was really fun, and I loved the the dragon egg hatching, all that stuff. That was going to be so cool. But yes, this will wrap up episode seventy eight. Uh, thank you all, as always, for listening. If you enjoy the episode, give us one of those five star ratings on iTunes. It really helps us out. Um, I'm actually looking at transferring us over to Anchor, I think it's called. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm looking into that. I just want to make sure we preserve all our episodes, and there's ways to do that. And I, I, I talked to Travis, and there's a way to do that. So keep an eye out for something on that soon. Um, that's really all the fault of our friends that we did the panel at Lockdown Con. 
the 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 nerd couple had mentioned it and i started doing my research and it looks pretty sweet so i'm gonna look into that <clears throat> and um oh shit and then one quick update before we split uh i was actually talking to uh uncle neil the great neil halford uh as i call you know as i call him but uh, no i was talking to neil uh, on facebook the other day I know we had mentioned that there was the potential for us to be included on the Comic-Con panels, uh, but he actually made the decision uh, for Lockdown Con. He did not want to, and, and I'm 100% behind this, he did not want to jump on the Comic-Con wagon this year. Uh, just, I think, feeling pretty strongly that with like COVID being what it is, you yeah, know, just, that being just too early event, still. Yeah. It's a bit too early and... He didn't really want to contribute to that. And I, I totally get that, and I'm, I'm behind it. I think this is uh, not over yet. So, unfortunately, we won't be in Comic Con, but I really do encourage you, if you haven't seen the uh, Lockdown Con 2 videos, uh, check it out on YouTube. Like Nick said, the Star Trek panel was awesome fun. Mm -hmm. uh, our panel with the podcasters was a ton of fun. It was such a great group. And I just wanted to push Lockdown Con 2 uh, one more time, because that really was a great time. And um, I think, you know, I think all of you would really enjoy it. So check it out. Other than that, uh, again, we are going to wrap up the episode for real this time. And as we always say, as we are, you know, ending this episode, uh, have fun, y'all. Play games. And don't be dicks. Peace. Okay. It appears Craig is still with us. Oh, boy. Okay. Hold yeah. on to your butts. Bye, Craig.